Section 1. The City Art Gallery, the Writers' Museum and the Children of Lear Monument. Welcome to Dublin. On this tour of the capital of the Irish Republic, we'll start here at the Dublin City Gallery, stroll down the famous O'Connell Street, cross the River Liffey, and then we'll talk about the world-renowned Trinity College. We'll see some of the city's most famous Georgian architecture, visit the peaceful Merrion and St Stephen's Squares, before visiting Dublin Castle, one of the city's most historic sites. Finally, we'll end up amongst the shops, bars and cafes of Temple Bar. Depending on how many breaks you take and how many of these historic sites you decide to visit, this walk should take between three and five hours. The detailed instructions showing how to use this tour are in your printed guide, along with lots of information about museums, galleries, shops and restaurants. But, just to remind you, each stop along the way is numbered. When you get to that point on the tour, play the relevant section on your iPod or MP3 player or phone. There's also a route plan in your printed guide if that's helpful. We don't go into the museums and attractions covered in this tour. We'll talk about them and give you some tips about what to see inside, but we'll let you decide if you want to go in now or come back later to visit them or simply skip them in favour of something else. OK, let's get started. You should now be standing in front of the Dublin City Art Gallery, also known as the Hugh Lane Gallery. It's the three-storey building which has curved walls either side of it and a doorway with two sets of white pillars. Sir Hugh Lane was born in County Cork in 1875 and he trained as a painting restorer before moving to England where he became a successful art dealer. But Lane kept close contacts with Ireland and decided that the country needed an art gallery which would celebrate contemporary Irish paintings as well as those by continental artists. After years of lobbying and with the donation of his own collection, the Municipal Gallery of Modern Art opened in January 1908 in temporary premises near here. Sadly, Lane never saw the gallery move to this impressive, permanent spot, as he died on board the Lusitania, which sank in 1915. Today, as well as works by Monet, Renoir and Degas, you'll find a collection of paintings by the artist Francis Bacon. Bacon was born in Dublin, although his parents were English and he's known for his challenging, not to say disturbing, works, including his series of distorted and obscure images of popes. The gallery contains the contents of Bacon's last studio, so you can see the working practices of this rather eccentric but very original and influential painter. This building itself is known as Charlemont House. During the 18th century, the Earl of Charmont did what so many young aristocrats did. He went on a grand tour to learn about the art and architecture of Italy. When he returned to his native Dublin, the Earl commissioned a Scottish architect, William Chambers, who was responsible for Somerset House in London, to build him a home in the neoclassical style. 
This, as you can see, is simple and elegant with clean lines and neat symmetry. And it's based on the classical Greek architecture. We'll see some more examples of this elegant neoclassical style later. Next but one to the gallery on the right, the red brick building is the Dublin Writers Museum, which was opened in 1991 and housed in this another neoclassical 18th century building. The English hoard words like misers, where the Irish spend them like sailors, said the theatre critic Kenneth Tynan, and despite its relatively small population, Ireland has produced some of the finest writers in the English language. In this museum are artefacts relating to some of Ireland's most famous writers, such as James Joyce and Oscar Wilde, and great Irish literature ranging from Gulliver's Travels to Dracula, as well as the importance of being earnest, Ulysses, and waiting for Godot. The museum also has temporary exhibitions, a very good bookshop, plus a cafe, a restaurant, and a relaxing garden at the back. Now, if you stand with your back to the Hugh Lane Gallery and the Writers' Museum and look into the square itself, you'll see a hedge and a low glass wall. On the other side of this glass wall is a pool and a striking sculpture which depicts some children almost morphing into a flock of swans. Ireland's literature derives in part from its rich history of ancient folk tales and legends. The Children of Lear, which this statue celebrates, is one of the most famous. It tells the story of Lear, the lord of the sea, who had four children. When the last was born, his wife died. So Lear married his sister-in-law, Aoife. But Aoife, feeling that she was constantly being compared unfavourably to her dead sister, took the children to a lake and turned them into swans. When you're ready, let's move on to our second stop, O'Connell Street and the General Post Office. To get there, stand with your back to the City Art Gallery and the Writers' Museum again, and then walk down the left-hand side of the square. Go over the junction, past a statue, and into O'Connell Street. The next section of your tour is in fact the history of Dublin. So you can either listen to it as you walk down towards O'Connell Street, or you could play it here and then set off. Either way, when you get halfway along O'Connell Street, by the tall metal spike, play section 3. The General Post Office and the Monument of Light. 